Creek Mary's Blood by D. Brown. D. Brown's first novel in more than 10 years is a powerful, beautifully wrought, and ultimately tragic saga about four generations of American Indian life. Against the background of the Revolutionary War period in Georgia and the Carolinas, the forced removal west of the Mississippi in the 1830s, and life on the Great Plains during the second half of the 19th century, Brown traces the life of one family, which over the stormy decades and through intermarriage forged roots in the Creek, Cherokee, and Sioux nations. The proud and beautiful Creek Mary, daughter of a Muscogee chief, was the matriarch of a family of warriors, hunters, traders, and even some Christian converts. Staunch husbands and courageous wives, they fought in the American Revolution, the War of 1812, on both sides of the Civil War and against the hated Bluecoats, the army that inexorably decimated their numbers and stole their land, ostensibly in the name of progress and civilization but in reality at the bidding of inexhaustible greed and avarice of the white invaders. Creek Mary charmed all the male colonists of Georgia from General Oglethorpe to the white trader she married. As the colonists usurped the creek hunting ground, she fled the isolated village of Okologie and married again, the Cherokee Long Warrior. From these two marriages emerged the twin branches of her family, the half-blood son Apothel and his children, who were content to live in the territory of the Cherokee Nation after being evicted from their Georgia homeland, and her full-blood son Tallassee, whose progeny roamed the West as far as Santa Fe, married into the wild Cheyenne, fought the white man on the Great Plains at the Little Bighorn, fled to Canada, and finally, except for a few survivors, were massacred at a creek called Wounded Knee. The characters and events of Dee Brown's unforgettable novel are part of our own violent past. Tecumseh, Andrew Jackson, Teddy Roosevelt, the Great Chief's Red Cloud, Crazy Horse, Sitting Bull, The Broken Treaties, and Endless Lives of Rapacious Sellers and Politicians. But it is Brown's inspired storytelling and fictional characters, Creek Mary and Her Blood, expressly Old Dane, who in 1905 tells a newspaper the story of his indomitable grandmother and her far-flung family that elevate Creek Mary's blood to the level of an American epic. This is Onika, and welcome to my five-star book review. So this is the first book I'm reviewing. It is Creek Mary's Blood by Dee Brown. Um, the reason I read this book, and I just finished it yesterday, November 29th, 2022. The reason I want to read this book is because I feel like we don't have a lot of um education around native americans in school and their history and their culture a lot of it is mainly the trail of tears when the um settlers the colonists came and took over that's kind of the bit that we know about um to be honest i don't remember much of what happened 
afterwards if we even learned about that. Uh, and maybe we did, I don't know, but I do kind of wish we had a bit more world history in school. I think we learn about American history, obviously, you know, this is where we live, we should know about our uh, history, but it'd be also good to learn about um, world history and uh, the the native history before, um, before America uh, I guess became America with, with independence and all that stuff. Um, it would have been nice. So since we didn't get that, get it now that I'm older and I can kind of pick and choose what I, uh, learn about, I decided to get this book and I just kind of, I don't know, researched, Googled books on Native Americans. And this one popped up along with Bury My Heart at Wounded Knee, which is another book by D. Brown. And, um, uh, but I went with this one. It had good reviews and I said, why not? So I got it. Uh, actually my brother got it for me for my birthday and it took me a little while to get into it. Um, but once I got into it, um, and I think there's a lot of reasons why, and that's because typically I read in the morning and I was sleeping all the way through in the morning until I had to roll out of bed for work. So once I got my routine back on track, it was easier to kind of focus and read. Um, and it's it's a really good book. It definitely got sadder <laughs> as I kept reading uh, because especially when they got to the Trail of Tears, it just, it just was sad. Um, so anyways, before I get into it, I will say spoilers, spoilers, if you have not read it and you're interested in reading it, um, then I would skip this review until you, um, uh, have read it, or if you don't care, then yeah, please keep listening. Also, I have timestamps in the description, um, for my star rating of the book so if you wanted to skip to that you could um where there won't be any spoilers there but in the bulk of this there will definitely be some spoilers so um and also at the end i will let you all know the next book i'm reading and will review once i'm finished with it so anyways creek mary's blood this is about creek mary obviously and um, her children and her grandchildren and um, how they kind of started a bit before um, the Revolutionary War and afterwards all the way to, um, I believe, the end of um, the 1800s. I believe it was 19... Uh, 19-something. Early, early 20th century. Um uh, that the grandson was telling this story to, uh, the person narrating, um, so, again, this is historical fiction. From my understanding, the people are made up, but obviously the events in the book are real. I'm not sure if all the battles that happened, uh, were real. Um, I assume some of the smaller, uh, friction between the family members, maybe not so, but um, obviously the big events are real and are part of history. So Creek Mary's Blood, she is, that's one thing that when I was reading it, it seemed like the tribes didn't have this 
patriarchy view, uh, lifestyle that um, the British, the English Americans brought over. Um, they respected their women um, in the Native Americans tribes. Um, they respected their opinions and their thought and their fight. Um, it was, you know, they protected their women and their children, which I don't necessarily think that's really a big part of American society now. So I really liked seeing that. And along those lines, they really respected um, Creek Mary. I think at some point, mainly at the beginning, she was called the Beloved Woman. And um, she had a lot of allies, you know, even some of the uh, uh, British that had come over. Uh, I mean, she had a child by one of them. Um, obviously, she was a Creek and she ended up joining a Cherokee tribe. Well, that's not obvious, but <laughs> that is what happened. She ended up losing her family and found a, a Cherokee um, site um, and ended up marrying one of the I can't remember if he was a chief, but I know, I think he was actually. And he had lost his wife sometime earlier. And so they ended up getting married and she had her second son with him. Um, and her second son, Tallassee, that is Dane's father, who is the the guy telling the story about Creek Mary and all the journey and whatnot. So, so before they got to the Trail of Tears, this was the Revolutionary War, and a lot of the Indians did side with the British. They did not like the settlers that had come over and were stealing their land, beating their people, raping their women, um, killing their families. They didn't like them. So, of course, for a lot of them, it was easy to side with um, the British. Uh, a lot of them did end up dying. Um uh, that were on that side, and eventually the English Americans, the Americans here now, won, and that is when they started uh, trying to remove the Indians, which it blows my mind that they even had an Indian Removal Act. Like, what even is that? To, to have an act where you're removing people, I mean, there were a lot of laws back then and you know some laws that weren't even that long ago um that are just disgusting like these are human beings and they should be treated like any human would want to be treated but anywho um so that's when that started they wanted um creek mary and her family were in georgia and they um the the um white Americans, I'm trying to differentiate, <laughs> uh, they wanted um, that land. They wanted to build towns and roads and trade and all this stuff. So they were pushing the Native Americans out and all the tribes. And that's eventually when the Trail of Tears happened. They did give a deal to some of them, which um, Creek Mary's first son, um, who is Native American and also white, he took the deal, and so did some other people, which ended up biting him in the butt um, after everyone moved to the territory um, that they had to move in. And I'm trying to see. Indian Territory. So that was in Oklahoma. So they were in Georgia. 
and they were being moved to Oklahoma. So, um, or somewhere in that area. Uh, so you can just kind of have an idea of the, the distance traveled because there weren't planes and there weren't trains back then. Um, there were just uh, horses. So um, some of them took the deal and that gave them money and some materials for them to trade and to get started. Obviously, the people that stayed back had... Um, uh, they, that it, it created a divide amongst the people. And that's another thing I feel like I've noticed in just a lot of history when people with power come in um, and start getting people to act like they do. It creates a divide uh, amongst a, a group of people, or it just seems like, where some people are like, okay, let's give it a try. And other people want to stick to their roots and stay firm. Um, and they don't you know, trust these people and and what they're planning. And so now there's a divide between um, the individuals within the tribes and, and different tribes. So some of them left and the others that stayed eventually. And, you know, as we know, they were pushed out. Um, they were tossed into wagons, stockades that they were given very minimum food. Um, some of this happened during the winter um, I do not remember the length of time, but um, that's something that can be looked up, uh, how long it took uh, for them to get from Georgia to the territory that the, the white settlers cr created, and I put created with um, quotation marks around it. Um, but there was one point when in the description where they were saying they were going back and forth from their kind of like stock where they were keeping them all to this boat because they needed to cross I think it was the Mississippi River um one of the rivers they needed to cross but it was frozen because it's winter so they were going back and forth in the cold staying on the cold there's minimum food and a lot of the kids got sick a lot of people died at that point uh eventually they the water melted it got warmer and they were able to move across and I mean it was thousands of um, individuals and tribes at this kind of point where they were waiting for the um, river to melt. So really crazy, but um, I think that's where they lost a lot of people. Um, and obviously, it's not like they were treated with respect. No way. They're being forced out of their home because, you know, these white Americans came with their piece of paper and their guns and their force. Um, and, and that's what happened. So they eventually made it to Indian territory. And, um, like I said, there was a divide and the people that went through all that lost their families. They were not happy and they put hits out on the people like Creek Mary's son, who decided to take the deal and leave ahead of them with the money. And they ended up killing um, most of them, including Creek Mary's son. Um, so both of Creek Mary's sons at this point are dead. Her full-blood son, um, um, he died early on when they got into the wagon because one of the um, officer people stabbed him and he, you know, they didn't, have any doctors on the wagon um and then her first son apothel he was um shot multiple times and killed so um she has her grandchildren her grand 
uh, she has a few grandsons and a granddaughter. Um, they actually, uh, besides Dane, they eventually they all die as I mean, as we all do. Um, but I will say that her grandchildren, I feel like lived pretty long, um, compared to some of the other people, some of the children in the book, um, like Dane's kids, uh, Jotham, who is his cousin, his kids, um, went through it. So anyways, from that point on, they, it it kind of talked about how kind of just development and talking about trade and um, they needed people who could fix wagons. Um, They needed blacksmiths. And so Dane, the grandson, really got into um, uh, traveling back and forth with this guy he met at, um, I think, Fort Carruthers. It was one of the forts. Um, uh, As y'all can see, my memory is not that great. There is a lot of info in this book. Um, but he, uh, was helping this guy, um, and, um, they were going to Santa Fe and, um, trading. And it was interesting because the guy, um, the white guy, he dressed Dane up as a Mexican and was putting him in some of the, I guess, typical Mexican dress that, um, that they wear so that they could disguise him because apparently him being um an Indian was uh too work too bad um they just you know they their depiction of Indians um of the Native Americans were like animals uncivilized you know they don't uh they can't handle themselves people you know people were scared of them which which blows my mind because they're the ones trying to live in peace. And obviously from any group of people, there's bad and, you know, good people or people making bad decisions, good decisions. Um, But I mean, if there's anyone that, you know, anyone should have been afraid of, it would have been the white settlers that came there and were forcing people around and making rules and all this stuff. But, you know, that's how it is. Um, so they had dressed him up, uh, he had dressed him up as a Mexican, um, and it was, it was just funny, because he knew English, but he didn't know any Spanish, (laughs) and he was dressed up as if he did, um, but, I mean, it, it passed, he, he did okay, um, so part of the book was talking about that, him going back and forth, and, um, uh, kind of just making his own way. And I will say before that, before he left, he had a son with a white woman that he never married. He would marry him because, um, I think I mentioned his mom really kind of was in his face about making sure he married a full blood, um, a woman, uh, Cherokee Creek, it didn't matter, but just not a, a white woman. So he did not ever marry her, but he did have a son. And so the, during this time, they were back um, in the Indian Territory, and he's out being, you know, a driver. Um, he got into some trouble, and uh, he ended up rescuing a woman, a um, a Cheyenne woman, um and ended up wanting to find her tribe they're the type of tribe that move where the buffalo move 
um, because that's how they get their food, their teepees, their, um, I mean, some of their clothes. So they move with the buffalo. And so he ended up finding, helping her find her home. And um, I think he ended up leaving, going back to his family. His wife ended up marrying some reverend. Um, and he saw his son, whose name was Pleasant. Um, and, you know, but at that point, there wasn't anything holding him there. And Creek Mary had passed away when he got back. Um, that's why he left in the first place. His cousin was still there, Jotham, and his other cousins, William, and they call her Prissy. I don't think she ever got married, which I, um, I only think that's interesting because it just seemed like, you know, that's still, even in, um, Native American, that still, you know, is a big deal to, um, get married and have some babies. Um, but anyway, so he went back, Creek Mary passed away, and then he left, and he actually went back to the Cheyenne tribe, and he stayed with them. He stayed with the Cheyenne tribe until the end of the book. He married um, a Cheyenne woman called Sweet Medicine Woman, um, and the, the names are really um, interesting, because they're not, you know, the names you hear typically, like John, Harry, Sam, um, Ashley, Jennifer, whatever, you know, it's, it's very different names. And there's one page in here that has them all. So, so Dane, Mary Sweet Medicine Woman, and he ended up having kids. One's name was Swift Eagle, the other one, Little Cloud, um, his daughter, Amai, um, and I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but it's A-M-A-Y-I, and then another daughter, Susa, um, uh, what else? His son Pleasant ended up marrying someone called Rising Fawn and then um, Mega? Maga? Um, so those are just some of the names. Very uh, interesting. Um, so yeah. Um, where was I? So he ended up having kids. He was with Sweet Mess and Girl or Sweet Mess and Woman. And um, at this point where he's with the Cheyenne, there is a lot, I mean, it almost was becoming like a pattern where the, uh, they would run into the, um, oh, this is what happened. Forgot the, the Civil War. How do I forget about the Civil War? Um, so, uh, this is when the, um, they call them the, the blue coats, um, from the north came down, and they were just wrecking, um, the lives of these Native Americans, and I mean really bad. Um, some of the, um, uh, Native Americans did join, some joined the Confederacy, um, and some did join the Union, um, some kind of just out of force, like, it, it was just the best thing for them to do, um, uh, to, I mean, I'd say survive, but I'm sure most of them died. But um, a lot of the run-ins that they had were with the um, blue coats, as they call them. And at this point, it they were just having a hard time finding a place to just stay and settle. Uh, the presidents were wanting them out. They were building in these areas. Um, the gold rush was happening. That might have been before. 
Um, my timeline is a little messed up, but um, the gold rush, so that was pushing people away. I actually think that happened before, but that was pushing people um, out, obviously, to the West Coast, where a lot of uh, the tribes had settled. And so now it's coming to the point where, you know, these people from government were saying like, hey, um, we need this land so that you know, we can look for gold, you know, we can't keep people out. So you might as well agree to have them there. And then, but these Native American tribes were saying, this is our land, like, you already pushed us out before, let us stay here. And so anytime that they pushed back, um, pretty much the, the, government, the blue coats, um, eventually anyways, uh, the blue coats would just kill them because everywhere they went, this was, oh, that land is a good place to build, uh, you know, roads. That place is, that's got some really good land. Um, hey, how about we move you here where there's very little food, very little buffalo, and, you know, you can stay there. We'll give you, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, and eventually the Native Americans just kept saying no because they would break the treaties. They would lie. I mean, one of the people, I think his name was Big Star. Um, he was a, a chief for the Cheyennes. He ended up dying holding on to a treaty that they had signed. Um, you know, he got shot by the Blue Coats, and this was into the Civil War. So, um, I mean, yeah, I, I could go into a lot more detail about the, the battles that they had, but at that point, when they kept coming up against the Blue Coats, that is when you were seeing the most deaths, um, a lot of their kids and, and everything. Um, during one of those kind of uh, battles, um, Dane lost one of his sons, a little cloud. Um, so he died pretty early. I think he was um, maybe a teen or in his early 20s. Um, but he was killed. Um at this point, Pleasant had also joined the Cheyennes and was really embracing his Native American roots. So he had joined um, in that battle. His wife ended up getting shot, Rising Fawn. Um, and then eventually, I mean, it, this was just the rest of the book. They're moving around, pretty much running away from the blue coats and just, and just they kept getting killed. He, um, Dane lost all of his kids except for one, so three out of four of them. Um, well, no, actually, let me back up. He, two of them did end up having kids, so he had grandkids, um, but, so Swift Eagle had two kids. They all ended up getting killed. Um, Little Cloud, as I mentioned, he died. Um, and then Sousa, his daughters uh Sessa maybe um she ended up getting shot she was like 12 um and 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 died but uh anywho so a, a lot of people ended up dying obviously Dane um at the end of he's the one telling the story so he lived and his granddaughter that was kind of the most you know blood that he had of Creek Mary's blood was um him and his granddaughter um and he's like 90 something his granddaughter ended up going to medical school, which is awesome. Um, there were uh, some people still there um, from the, the story, from the book. Um, so yeah, I hate to skim over, skim over all of 
you know, the fights that happened. I mean, this is a 400 page book. Um, and there, there were a lot of altercations. There were just a lot, a lot of death, a lot of blood. Um, you know, what's, what's so awesome about the, the tribes is how quickly they learn. You know, they learned, um, a lot of, you know, battle formation so that they could defend themselves. And, and even the women were, you know, shooting and protecting their family. Um, so, and, and that's one of the things that I hated. Um, they kept moving them around and, I think one of the later ones where they moved them because uh, miners wanted to come um, and mine the land. Um, And the excuse, I think, that the president or somebody, the commissioner, mentioned was that we can't stop them from coming in there. So you might as well let them is what they that their excuse was to the Native Americans. You might as well just let them come in and let us have passage to it. What I hated about that is that they uh, it, they couldn't prevent the miners from going in there, but they sure as heck could prevent Native Americans from moving around. You know what I mean? Like they said one thing, but uh, uh, did the other. You know, they really contradicted themselves. And I really, I don't know, I think that they thought the Native Americans weren't smart. And they clearly... Uh, were um, smart enough not to take their deals after a while. Like, you know, there's only so much trust you can have in someone. And when you keep seeing your family members die, you're not going to put your trust in in those people. Um, So that's that's just one thing I hated, all these treaties that um, they didn't uh, live by, even though they created, they being the... um, you know, English Americans, um, or the colonists as, uh, some people call them, uh, even now. Um, uh, so, so yeah, that, that was some of the book, um, <laughs> uh, my thoughts on it and my review of it. Um, I thought, I, I thought it was really good. Um, you know, it was really sad. It gave me a little bit more insight to what all was going on while the wars were going on. What were the Native Americans doing? What was happening with these tribes? And, um, you know, and how did they move along as the, you know, country started to develop? Um, so it was really interesting. Um, I enjoyed reading about the generations under Creek Mary. Um, obviously, it was sad. I wish that they all could have, like, lived and, you know, been able to see the other side um, of, of all of that, all of that fear and distrust. I really do. But um, in, in this story, a lot of them, a lot of them didn't. Um, some did. A few, but uh, a lot did not see. Um so, so yeah, um, I thought it was a good book. Um, I definitely would be, will be reading more, um, uh, about the Native Americans. Maybe, maybe I can find something that's, you know, a little bit outside of this part of history. Um, 
you know, outside of this particular timeline with the, the War of 1812 and the Revolutionary War and all that. Um, you know, maybe even a more current book of what uh, life is going life is like now because one thing I know when uh, uh, people has been uh, beat and enslaved that affects the the effects of that goes on for years and so I know in my community the black community the effects of slavery are still going on the effects of racism like it's still around um so i assume it is the same for native americans um and i i know that living on the reservations some of them are um you know in impoverished some of them are not you know they're just not well uh kept um you know be, because of a lot of reasons but you know, life, life currently for some, especially the ones living on some of the reservations, um, isn't, isn't great. Um, but anywho, so (laughs) that was my 30 minute long review of, uh, the book, my first book. Um, well, not my first book ever reading, but the first book on here. Um, so if you got through all of that, thank you. Um, if you've read the book, let me know your thoughts. Obviously, like I said, there's a lot of things I kind of, um, you know, skipped over. Uh, but I do hope in future book, future reviews to be detailed, um, and, uh, take a bit more notes so that I can, uh, review it and give my thoughts on, um, uh, even more. Um, but yeah, uh, stay tuned for my rating. Okay, and now it's time for my star rating of Creek Mary's Blood. Drum roll, please. And the rating I'm giving Creek Mary's Blood is a five. A five star. You're right out the gate with the five. Um, I, I, like I mentioned, I wanted a book on the Native American people and what they went through during the Trail of Tears. And that is what I got. Um, even though the characters are fictional, it's historical fiction, it's still... I feel like gave me what I wanted and needed. Um, I do think the storytelling was really good on, um, D Brown's part. Um, so I, I definitely recommend it. Um, it definitely gives you, I honestly wouldn't have minded a little bit more emotion, um, uh, kind of written and described in the book. Um, but, Other than that, I I really do think it's a good book, and I give it a five. Okay, and then lastly, the next book that I will be reading. This is not a book that I thought I would want to read, um, but I saw it on Amazon when I was looking for some new books to order, and um, it has a lot of good reviews. This particular celebrity I do 
like um, when she was on the Nickelodeon show. Um, so I'm going to give it a go. So the next book that I'm reading is by Jeanette McCurdy. I'm glad that my mom died. Um, so I'll be reading that. And when I finished, I will be back with another review. Thanks for listening to an episode of my five-star book review. Bye.